Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media here at High Point Solutions Stadium for a Big Ten victory episode of the Rebuilding Workers podcast. Guys, we've done this now for two years. We've never had a Big Ten <laughs> victory to talk about. I am joined, as always, by champagne-drenched Rutgers beat writers, Ryan Dunleavy, Keith Sargent. And I, want to, I just want to start here. And we, you know, we're around this team. We, we, you, cover, you cover a team regularly. You get to know the players on the team. And I think the biggest takeaway I have from Illinois is being able to walk into that little room at the Illinois stadium and shake closet, source closet, essentially, and uh, interview room and shake Gio's hand and say, Hey, look, congratulations. And see Dorian Miller and just see the relief on his face and KJ gray and these players who, you know, it, it, granted, they haven't they haven't been a good big big ten program, but they're they're trying hard, they're working hard to, just to see them rewarded, to see them happy, to see that great great video, of the celebration great with Chris video. Ash in the middle of it. I mean, I, you know, I think that they certainly earned the right for a day. Just you know, double digit Big Ten victory on the road. That's a nice step for this program. Wait a minute, they play this weekend? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't cover the game. <laughs> well, he ain't we're, we're, yeah, you're not. We're gonna... uh, so, so let's be clear here, okay? You know, I did not cover the game. It's been like probably three, four years since I didn't cover a Rutgers game in general, and so I was actually talking to a couple of Rutgers officials who who told me I might not be in, allowed to cover another game going forward. Because Sorry, if they could, if they could have re- revoked your credential. <laughs> they would, they would have done, have done so a long time ago. Let's just be clear on that. Yeah. Um. I'll, off what Politi said. Yeah, I think that uh, there was something to that, like just the exhale that they needed, right. and yeah, I just think that. Uh, I just think that's what they need, and uh, you know, I don't know. I think that they uh, were clearly the better team, which right. was. Yeah. I mean, we talk about there's a lot of easy stats to pull off this that it's Chris Ash's first Big Ten win, you know, that they snapped a 16 game Big Ten losing streak, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. To me, think about it this way: they led the game start to finish, mm-hmm. which is the first time that they've done that, if my memory is correct, since Norris Wilson coached against Kansas. Uh, wow, wow. While Kyle Flood was on suspension, because Chris a- against an FBS team, apparently, excuse me, not not one of the MIAC right. games, because mm-hmm. uh, Chris Ash's only other win was New Mexico when they were losing twenty-one nothing. Kyle Flood's last uh, win was when they were losing fifty-two to twenty-seven and rallied against Indiana. So I think it's 
Norris Wilson, Kansas. This last time they dominated a game like that. That's, that's a, a long right. time ago. Yeah, and I guess that's the good. The key word is dominate. And I, you know, you would have taken this victory in any fashion if it took an onside <clears> kick <throat> bouncing off someone's head, return, whatever it was. But the fact that they went in there, pushed. They they really were the more physical team. They pushed Illinois around. You know, we can talk about the passing game and the, the lack thereof later. But you know. They ran the ball up and down the field, and 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 really, you know, that's that's to me was a telling fact that they were stronger on both lines of scrimmage against a Big Ten team. They, Sarge and I have written countless stories this year on the stable of running backs or the logjam at running right. back. It's the thing that got me in trouble two years ago with the Saquon Barkley tweet is that Rutgers had all these running backs. Well, they finally showed <laughs> what that can do if you if you block and you have countless running backs that you can just keep rotating in against a worn down defensive line. You can rush for 274 yards against a team like Illinois. The question is now, you know, and this, this is, you know, how much of this was all right, Rutgers has taken a big step forward and how much is this that Illinois is just, you know, bad, bad. bad That that was a bad team. Just, I mean, obviously watching from my couch, you could tell that was a bad Illinois team. And, I think you pointed it out, you know, in your, in, in your post game story was, you know, Rutgers, the one weakness that they had, or w- w- one of the, the, the many weaknesses that they had was the secondary. Yeah. I mean, and they did not, uh, maybe, maybe it's because they don't have a quarterback to exploit it, but, you know, the idea that they, they really didn't even try to, to, to exploit that weakness until like the second half was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Incredible. I, I totally agree. It was like they didn't realize Jawan Harris was right. out on the field. And Jawan Harris played great, don't get me wrong. 11 tackles, an f- interception, a fourth yeah. ball. But you, when you, a wide receiver slash baseball player is playing strong safety, you have to throw the ball in his direction a couple times and test We them. watch games on Sunday every week. The moment the backup cornerback goes in, the very <laughs> moment he's on the yeah. field, yeah. the quarterback goes right at him, and they didn't took him quarter and a half. Lovey Smith, yeah. a former NFL coach, uh, believe it or not, you know, based on some of the things that happened in that game. All right, let's 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 go this the next segment. Let's win too. And this is I, I thought you were just brimming with optimism in your post game video. Which, by the way, I was going to ask for like a proof of life based on the way that thing looked. <laughs> It looked like it looked like you were being held hostage well, let's just in tell, that boardroom. Let's tell the story, right? This is about inside stories. Polini and I left the stadium, forgot to do a Big Ten video yeah. game, Big Ten video. We're like, oh no, our bosses are going to be angry that we didn't do a video. Sarge is usually the video guy; yeah. he wasn't with us. We forgot about it. We were. It was pouring rain. There was a terrible accident on our two-hour drive home, and we were like, "All right, time. Let's do a video when we get inside the hotel." Next thing I know, you're putting your key card in your room. You're off. I'm on the elevator. I was hoping, (laughs) you you know, oh good, he just forgot the video. But then I would have done it had I known I had to rescue you from like (laughs) so. I'm like activity. Yeah. So I'm like, where am I gonna do it? I walk through the courtyard. I find a. Meeting room, the so and so conference room. I walk in it. There, it's a mess. I mean, there is there's food everywhere, drinks everywhere. Somebody forgot to clean up after a meeting. I was like, I'm just gonna do it in here. So right. well, that, yeah. yeah, there you go. You could have put like an but, Illinois but, banner or yeah, Illinois right. president. But yeah, getting maybe, back to yeah. the point you made in the video. Was that, that I, you think Rutgers will win another Big Ten game? That's I, a lot. That's a hefty, hefty amount of optimism. Go ahead and explain yourself. I listen. I've taught. I talked to a bunch of the team. Was very confident that they that they think they're going to. That after their team meeting last week, they really something really clicked. And Rashinio said once they get one, they're really going to roll. And everybody, as happy as they were in that moment after the press conference, every single guy I talked to a post game said to me, the number one thing is we got to keep this rolling. The number one thing is we got to so they're well aware they were already looking ahead 
uh, and the schedule. I mean, you look at that schedule. Purdue, obviously, is much improved, but I think all three of us picked them to beat Purdue when the season started. So let's not pretend Purdue's world beaters. Indiana is 0-3 in the Big Ten. Uh, Maryland is wildly up and down. You have no idea what team is showing mm-hmm. up. So to me, it's more about the schedule. Rutgers has three very winnable Big Ten games. I think they're playing well enough right now that they win one of those. You agree, games. Sarge? I agree. I think a win one. A win one. I, I'm not sure which one of those. I'd like to see Purdue. Purdue, the thing about Purdue is they have – even their losses have been impressive. Right. I mean, and sure. you know they're three and three. Um, I don't know if it comes this week, but you did nail on the head with Maryland. You don't know what team is going to show. And the other thing I'll add is, when 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 you you lose the way Rutgers did, it's almost sometimes that losing mentality kind of seeps in. Right. Now that they finally point. tasted a little uh, uh, success, maybe they're able to build on that. We see that at every level. Uh, maybe you know winning becomes contagious for him. I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to go in the other direction, and, and it's it's strictly because of what we talked about a little earlier about about the pass defense. I just I think a team with an average, not a good not a good passing game, with an average passing game is going to is going to exploit it. Purdue's going to do it this week. They have a very good uh, pass happy attack. You know, I, we saw Indiana they take they're taking Ohio State to. Not, to overtime, oh, Michigan to overtime, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're seeing we're seeing how well that they've at least competed with mm-hmm. the top level. And you know, you're right; it'll come down to Maryland uh, and the fourth string quarterback. That that to me is going to be the most winnable one. Uh, but I, you know, I, I just you know, unless they get better in, in defending the pass, and even even Purdue. We didn't try until the second half at 300 yards passing. I, I just think it's going to be very hard to, uh, to to win another Big Ten game, uh, which is why this one was so important. We all agreed that going in, this was gonna, this was going to be the big one, and they got it. Mm-hmm. So the, the streak is over at least. Um, all right, true or false? Go right to the segment as always. Going to give you a statement. You tell me true or false, and then we'll come back and we'll discuss the highlights of this. <laughs> uh, number one, Gio Rashino did some very nice things in the passing game. True or false? True. True. He managed the game. Right. Uh, number two, I've got to have more Blackshear. Raheem Blackshear, more, more of him. 130% <laughs> true. I've been saying it all year. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the players' only team meeting was a turning point in this Rutgers season. True. Sure. True. <laughs> Jawan Harris has found this position. <laughs> False. True. Rutgers should forget offensive battle and ba- balance and just run, run, run. True. Wow. False. With three fumbles against Illinois, this is now a major problem. True. True. Rutgers has lost to Tulane, Kent State, and Houston on homecoming, and that's not a coincidence. True. False. And finally, Chris Ash will be on the next edition of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, God, my wife sure hopes so. Uh, I will say false. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're probably not far from a football coach going on that show. Yeah. Well, we did see him. At, you know, this isn't the first time we, we, we've seen him dance. Oh, Amigos, uh, too. Amigos. Amigos. I forgot right. about that. This could be just, we don't, we, you know. So I'll say true. Just answer your <laughs> question. This could be the thing we don't, like, what do you don't not know about Chris Ash that would <laughs> surprise you? Hey, maybe he's just a dancing fiend. That's we how he won no, Doreen over with his dance That moves. could be it. We would have no way of knowing this, <laughs> yeah. that maybe just behind the scenes, he's, he that, is just, you he's know. the guy you want at your wedding. He starts right. the dance yeah. floor. And I, I tell you, he, when he charged in there, that was there were some there were some moves there. Doreen Miller, great quote about oh, he looked He looked like the kid who t- jumped into the, the swing pool for the first time <laughs> <laughs> with the look on his face. Uh, I want to touch on Blackshear from your Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I got it. So – just now at the press conference, 
I got to say this. I just tweeted it. Jerry Kill could literally be a stand-up comedian. I have no doubt that he could be a stand-up. <laughs> when the mics are off, that guy is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, so he said some funny things with the mic off. But with the mics on, he said – and this is big praise. And this is – now listen, Jerry Kill's first year at Rutgers. Right, right. He obviously knows Ray Rice. Does he know everybody else in Rutgers history? No. But he said when Raheem Blackshear is done here, he could be one of the greats that has played here Ever. Wow. As long as he keeps his head on straight and doesn't act like a turd. I mean, that, that, that goes for anybody, really. If you don't act like a turd, you've got a chance to do um, something. But, yeah, I mean, he uh, – I mean, really high praise. I mean, that is super high praise yeah. for a kid who had six characters. And uh, Kill actually said – Herb did – Lester Herb, the running backs coach, did a great job rotating the running backs. But he was – even Jerry Kill was like, uh, can I get more yeah. Raheem Blackshear? When, jo- when Josh Hicks went in, I was like, well, you know, I think we're, we're, we've moved on from him. Let's get Blackshear. And that – because to me, that is that is the play of the season. When he takes takes off in the 19-yard run, makes a nice cut, yeah. a big hole, and initiates contact and knocks the Illinois oh. defensive back five yards deep into the end and zone. Kill I mean, said something about that, too. He said – uh. He said, I'm tired of hearing that he's a small guy. He's a powerful guy. Ask the guy he knocked off his, <laughs> knocked yeah. off his feet in the end zone. Yeah. So even he even, – yeah. And, and like, you mentioned that. Don't forget the play of the season. could be the 41-yard run he had in the fourth well, that's quarter. that's true. That really sealed the win. That's a good so. point. And let's be honest. I mean, I've been saying it all year. Part of my whole thing with Blackshear, if you remember, is that they need to – to show that they had this freshman who, who you know, kind of counters because otherwise yeah. we'd probably be dedicating a whole segment today about Jonathan Taylor, a kid yeah. who, you know, decommitted from Rutgers uh-huh. and committed, and then like a day later yeah. uh, decommitted. That kid is literally, uh, you know, top five, not just like the Big Ten freshman of the year. He's clearly going to be the rookie of the year. You know, top five Heisman at this yeah. point. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, you know, it's just incredible. So, I mean, Rutgers kind of needed that, you know, to kind of change that narrative. One other thing I want to throw in there, and this comes back to a discussion the three of us have a lot behind mm-hmm. uh, closed doors, is to me, I'm no recruiting expert. We have Todrick for that. But um, – to me, the number one thing I look at when a kid commits is what were his other offers. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we look at these lists and it's like, you know, Bucknell and Holy Cross. And, and in yeah. Hunter Hayek's case, maybe that's going to end up being a steal. Right. But most of the time, that kid ends up never playing and transferring out mm-hmm. of Rutgers. Raheem Blackshear picked Rutgers over Michigan State. Yep. That's all I needed to know. Yep. And now I'm looking at this kid yeah. and saying, oh, yeah, this kid could have played at Michigan right. State. That's so, abs- so there's something to that. Absolutely true. And that that's one of those victories. And we, we've talked about a lot the fact you can't have – all you can't have a recruiting class of all just hey we think this kid's this is a diamond in the rough you got to have some kids that are being identified by other yeah. programs and he's one of them absolutely uh, all right the other point in this and you know to me we, you know they found the quarterback with Gio and I know I've, I've I've kind of advocated the other two guys on this podcast. Did you a bit. write something about the never-ending quarterback have, yes. controversy? Was but, over? Yeah, that that wasn't my finest headline. Uh, anyway, it, it's <laughs> over now, at least for the next fifteen minutes. Um, and what I liked, what I liked that Geo did, and I, I, I don't know if Jerry Kill talked about it today or not, but you know, in the first quarter, there were two plays. He rolled out to his right, he and he hits Grant for twelve yards. And then two plays later, he rolls out to his to his right again, and he, he, he finds gets Gus Edwards down the sidelines for 33. You know, all right, so that extending the play, Correct. moving, getting away from the – finding something out of nothing. I don't know why they got away from that. 
in the game. Okay, in the second half, I think because they wasn't figured there. out they could run the ball at will. I think that's why they got away. So I mean, that to me is encouraging. You, you see this, you, you can see this flashes that all right, that he can give you something that Kyle Bowen could not, that, that Jonathan Lewis could not. I mean, totally agree on all those points. But I mean, the the one thing about Gio. And we saw it against Minnesota because if you remember uh, that that first start at, at Minnesota, you know played really really well. I think close to 300 yards passing. He needs to stay healthy because I mean he is a guy who plays really reckless abandonment like yes. while, while he r- runs. But you can't do that in the Big Ten. And you know say what you will, <laughs> you know if they're going to count on him, if he's yeah. going to be the starter, he just needs to be able to yeah. take care of his body and slide when 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 it when it's it the old to RG three thing, right? Yeah. And I'm not comparing him to RG three, but the, wow. the old RG three thing was like he's a great runner, but it doesn't do any good if he misses at one at every four games because yep. he's injured, or um, even if he's limited, because yeah. I mean he needs to be you know, he needs to be a dual threat to be effective. GR three, I'm going to call him for now. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like that. it. See? <laughs> Yeah, put it on a T-shirt, someone. Uh, yeah, says the, I'll buy says one. Says the guy who invented what fumble? Yeah, <laughs> I'm on a roll this weekend. Um, the other thing I would say uh, with Geo is that I just think he might be one of those guys. And I asked Jerry kill this, and he said no. But I'm going to ask him again next week because I think he's going to think about it. And say <laughs> he's yes. going to say yes um, next time. <laughs> I think Geo just might be one of those guys who is a better game player yeah. than a practice player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen him lose three quarterback battles here since he got here. Right. Right. He might just be one of those guys that, in practice, he what? doesn't wow you with his skill set. But when you put him on the field, he's tough as nails. He extends plays. He does. He's smart. He doesn't turn the ball. He does all these right. little things that make you a better team that maybe you don't see in the, like, scripted, boring two-hour practice. Doesn't come through. Handles pressure. All those things that on game day, those intangible kind of things. Right, I think. right. Are we done with? You think Jonathan? Are we done with Jonathan Lewis, or is he going to no, still have no. a bigger role? In no, this uh, well, bigger role. Well, the big news today was that Jonathan Lewis and I, I noticed this in the game and asked and was told no, but yes, uh, he injured. He got injured last week. Oh, okay. Last week in practice, tweaked an ankle. They say he'll be fine. Uh, but they didn't want to play. They pull, oh, Remember, Jonathan Lewis's only two snaps right. against Illinois came after Gio got hurt. Right. So I think if Gio didn't get hurt, he was never going to play. I yeah. think there being, that was a super kind of handle him with kid gloves, no need to take a minor injury, make it into a major injury kind of thing with Jonathan Lewis. I'll say this. Part, part of the, the whole reason why I, I've been calling that Jonathan Lewis needs to play, needs to play more, is because you have to keep an eye on 2018 because not too many people, you know, the expectations are what they are in 2017, but 2018 is a year where they could turn the corner, go to a bowl game. You need to figure out that quarterback situation. That being said, Last I checked, Gio has another year of eligibility. No one ever really you know, counted him as like your starter in 2018. Everyone's saying, you know, Jonathan Lewis has to be the guy. If not, maybe a grad transfer. Yeah. Gio could be the starter. He's got to prove it over three or four games. No right. doubt. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Because we could have been have, if we were doing this last year, we would have had the same conversation after Minnesota. Of course, we did. Yeah. yeah. My column then, and I think I ended the quarterback controversy <laughs> then too. Yeah. But uh, I got to stop trying it, to end the quarterback it's controversy. It's funny because like maybe two weeks ago, I was ready to ask Gio. I think somebody did, not me. Ask Gio, are you able to graduate in December? Which is yeah. basically, do you plan to graduate transfer? And now it's like, oh God, he better not graduate transfer. Absolutely. Yeah. If, he, if he goes to Tennessee Tech, well, I'll meet him down there. <laughs> All right. It, let's move on to the, the Big Ten fan base we pissed off now. And this is actually a preemptive strike. I think we're about to piss them off. It, it's a song we've played before. That's a sleeper that this school got two I would have never had that. Yeah. It's the Okie Wow Wow song. We heard it. Do you remember hearing it? 
No, but I, I did read something this week that they like actually might have stolen that fight song from Cal Berkeley way oh, back when. Really? Which is, yeah, yeah. They stole their fight song, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're about to piss you off. And this and I've now been to 11 of the 14 Big Ten campuses. Uh, and, I mean, <laughs> I would say by far. I haven't been to Purdue yet. I've been to Wisconsin. Iowa. Uh, I've, been, I've been to Iowa. I haven't oh, been wow. for a game, but I've been to the campus. But by far, this was, this was the worst Big Ten road trip. On for six six different reasons. I mean, first of all, flying into Chicago, you've got the two and a half. It's two twenty, and it's through. Who knew that Illinois was just a Iowa with with a big big city in it? I I didn't realize that. But it's two hours and twenty minutes drive down there. You get down there, the stadium is dead. The atmosphere stinks. The place is a dump. I mean, the, the visiting locker room's terrible. And this is a school like Rutgers facilities. All right, well, you know, they have better facilities here. By far, by the far. Hill Center is so much nicer. And they haven't been cashing these big te- – Illinois has been in the Big Ten since, like, 1920. Yeah. Why yeah. are they cashing these checks yeah. for the past 10 years? Apparently, and, they're cashing them somewhere else. And, and huh? To me, the point, the thing that amazes me about it – and I, I'm Maybe the about Chicago it, governors you are, talk, We talk about this all the time, about, oh, Rutgers has got such a long way to go to get to Ohio State and Michigan, uh, and, and it's all true, but you got to remember that, you know – they're Illinois in this conference, yeah. and they are not a long way from being vastly superior <laughs> yeah. than that team, yeah. and then some a few other. You know, there are a few other teams that are on their level, Correct. and that's and that's what that this trip kind of drove home to me. That all right, yeah, they're a ways off. We get it. Ohio State is. It looks like an NFL team the way they're playing now, yeah. but the next the next the next jump is yeah. one that they can make. In the near future. And that goes back to the first thing you said about being happy for the kids who, when we open this podcast, being happy for the kids who could breathe a sigh of relief. Because Rutgers, and it's not just from us, it's the national media enjoys taking shots at Rutgers. And other fan bases enjoy taking shots at Rutgers. Like, you're the kid, even Chris Ash said in his postgame, like, all the thing that we don't belong in the Big Ten or whatever. Right. Rutgers is the fun thing to, like, throw darts at. I get well, three emails like that a week. I get yeah. all the time. And it's not just from Rutgers. Rutgers fans, from nationally, other fan bases, it's just that they are everybody's favorite, like the kid to pick on in school or whatever. What about your email that you got? Oh, from a fan. I'll tell that story in a second. (laughs) But my point, I'll tell that story in a second. But my point being, like, no one ever picks on Illinois. Illinois just gets to have crappy facilities <laughs> right. and no attendance and stink on the field, and no one says anything about it. So, like, that's – I mean, it's just – that's what I'm saying. You can see why Rutgers needed to exhale because it's like, yeah. can somebody talk about how somebody else stinks? Like, yeah. Right. I've never been so sure in any of my predictions, but I'll say this. If if – Illinois fans have access to the internet. We are. This is going to be a, a mean tweet segment next week. We are getting some angry emails from Illinois. And, uh, I, I want to send an angry tweet at you because you correct. We all just so from background here, the three of us each took one road trip off. We're all going to Michigan. We're all going to Penn State, uh, but we each took one of the other. And I took uh, Nebraska off because I've, I've been there. It was a Giants game that weekend. Uh, Ryan took Indiana off for. for I don't I've know. I've been there a bunch of times. Right. Been there a bunch of times. Sarge, however, correctly. Picked <laughs> the right road trip to sit out. Oh, for that, such a long just job. another oh. reason. Just another reason to um, hate you. My email. You mean the? One oh yeah. So this conference? is great. So we get we get emails all the time from people who are who are just send convinced. Them. Send them more. Convinced Rutgers should be out of the Big Ten, and there's just for, no. I've, I feel like I've answered it a hundred times. I'm like, no. This is going to be. This is good. This is a, a a boatload of money. This is prestige. This is where Rutgers. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the university on a whole. I mean, there's a million reasons they should yeah. be in the Big Ten. Tell them about your email. The uh, one about the forming a conference. Yes, right. Yes, I got an email from a former Rutgers football, or excuse, I shouldn't say letter, a former Rutgers graduate. 
from a long, long time ago, who basically said, um, I've, I'm tired of this. This is what Rutgers should do. Form a Northeast Conference. Like, this is in Rutgers' power to do this. <laughs> Form a Northeast Conference with Holy Cross, Bucknell, Syracuse, uh, Boston College, UConn, um, uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Lafayette, New Lehigh. Man. So, Seems like, Rutgers – so, Pat Hobbs is going to go to um, – Lehigh, Lafayette, Holy Cross, and say, listen, I think you need to spend millions and millions and millions of more money to, to join this new startup conference. Or Syracuse, which just beat Clemson, number two, is going to say, you know what? We should scale back and play Holy Cross. Yeah, like, it, the ship right. has sailed. I understand right. it. There's a lot of Rutgers people from the 50s, 60s, 70s graduates who miss the old, good old days. They're gone. It's yeah. never happening. The ship has sailed. Yep. This is what Rutgers is for, you know, and, an eternity. Until they stop playing the sport. All right. This is a good segment, actually. The good segue into the next uh, section, which I'm calling, does Chris Ash have a Jeff Brom problem? And this is interesting. We're talking about middling Big Ten programs and Illinois, and, you know, it doesn't look like they're going anywhere. They're playing a lot of young players. Levy Smith, I mean, you know, I, 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 you said it best. looks like he's cashing in his retirement yeah. check. This is from the outsider. Perhaps he's doing great things, and in five years they're going to be really good. I don't know. But Jeff Brom comes in to a program like Purdue, which, you know, looks like your doormat bottom feeder re- recruiting as one of the worst ratings as far as the Big Ten goes and, and, and all those rankings and whatnot. And within – you know, six months, you have a feel for what this team is going to do, what the identity is going to be. And within six games, you see results. So, I I mean, you know, I look at that now and I think, wow, they almost beat Louisville. They almost beat Michigan. You know, they almost beat Wisconsin. Uh, Do you think that when when people look at that and say, well, look, this guy's doing it in the first year, they go back to Chris Ash and, well, he had, look, look what happened to him. I'll say, and I, I keep on saying it, you know, what they inherited, what Chris Ash inherited. And I think I wrote last week, you know, you look at like the, the, the retention and the, the amount of players who have transferred and, you know, you know the, the recruiting classes that Kyle Flood had, I think it's totally different. Maybe Daryl Hazel, maybe, you know, recruited okay. I mean, Daryl Hazel did come from a, you know, program. I mean, no, not too many people ripped his recruiting. I looked at some of Purdue's recruiting classes when I did this uh, comparison. A lot of their recruiting classes were in the 9 to, to 12 range. That's where Rutgers Not last, is, right? right around where, where Rutgers. But, you know, I'd have to do more of a deep dive into Purdue, and maybe they've retained, you know, I don't, I don't think from the outside looking in from this far – that they've had as many uh, transfers, so maybe they have some more uh, leadership. But I, 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 I think it's totally you know apples to oranges as far as you know what 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 they inherited. Uh, so two things: Sarge is consistent. I give him that because <laughs> he gave Chris Ash an A last year at the end. Of I the did. Season. I mean, for that reason, because yeah, of all yes, the effort. Yes. And number two, the NCA stuff. Yep. Yeah. Number number two, the number two thing off that is. That's a vi- and that's a great take by Sarge, but that's a very insider expert take that he just had. I think most people look at it as last place in the Big Ten West, last place in the Big Ten East. Four wi- Rutgers had four wins in the Big Ten from 2014, 14, 15, 16. Purdue had three, so they're the same program in the eyes yeah. of the general college football fan base public. Um, so I think that. I think it is a problem. Right. I think I think people do look at it and say, well, how come Jeff Brom figured it out so quickly? And I think the answer, I asked Chris Ash, he 
deflected it, but I think Sarge has the answer. I think Chris Ash, maybe Jeff Brom came into the situation and just had to fix the football. Chris Ash came into the situation and had to fix, you know, a million and a half different things. Ash, here's Ash's answer. The only thing I can worry about is our program here in our situation. You say that you say me say the situation is similar, but all situations are different. Nobody really knows what the situations are until you're on the inside. He's Jeff Brom has done a, an outstanding job. And I get that, but I I think this is it's a broader thing than just wins or losses too. Like there is that identity and direction right. that you're like that enthusiasm that okay Purdue's going to be this high powered offense. We're going to do this. We're going to run this thing offense. We're going to see it results. You know, if, if I had to sum up what what the Rutgers philosophy is right now, it's it's all right. Let's just survive this year <laughs> yeah. and hope the schedule's easier next year. That's <laughs> that's the best I can tell you. I don't yeah. know like. They were they were the spread offense last year. Now they're running they're running eighty percent of the time. Now I mean you know I, you don't talk about like the recruit okay we recruit local kids we're defense the garden one minute but now we're, well we just take the best players anywhere and it's just it's true. there's not a lot of consistency about what this is gonna be and I don't that doesn't mean it's not gonna be good in a few years I'm just saying like when you see it's taking a long time to figure it out yeah when you see that direction from another place and even like Syracuse all right well that's what they're gonna be and now they have this a massive they have this signature win over Clemson on national TV. I mean, that's a big deal too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, I just wonder what this is here at Rutgers or what, what, what the philosophy wants to be. Uh, all right. Do you want to go straight into mean tweets? You go first. You got your mean tweet. No, you, you, you want to go for, uh, I don't have mine pulled up. Of course. We've done this set. We've done this set, seven episodes. We do mean tweets every week. <laughs> You never have it pulled up. <laughs> All right, I'll start with the mean tweet. It's not really a mean tweet. All right, here's mine. You got it? Okay. It wasn't directed at me at R.Y. Dunleavy, but it was directed. Oh, this, no celebrity. this is a celebrity mean so tweet. I'm getting is, so excited. This is from Carly Lloyd. <laughs> was back at Rutgers enjoying the Rutgers women's soccer match and spending time with my RU peeps. Hashtag... No need to analyze every little thing. Yeah. Well, Carly, it's actually my job to analyze right. every little thing. Because so you wrote a story about this as well. Yes, and then she's responding. So. I, I, clearly, I couldn't see this tweet. Why? Because she blocked me. <laughs> Ryan, I am blocked from Carly Lloyd's Twitter feed. <laughs> um, it's a badge so, of honor. It's a badge of honor. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, well, so, Carly Lloyd, what international soccer star has blocked you? Huh? Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Carly Lloyd, who... You've done a great job chronicling, Steve. Had, does not have a great relationship with her alma mater. Right. Pat Hobbs, to his credit, worked out a um, deal where she, they got together. He brought her back to campus. They spent some time together trying to bring her back into right. the fold. Uh, I saw that she tweeted she was going to be at the game, so I wrote something on it. Just basically it, that yeah. you know she was going to be back here. Maybe it's a sign that she'll be part of the next Hall of Fame class since that's been a debacle um, <laughs> trying to get uh, her into the Hall of Fame. Um, and she obviously saw the article, tweeted that. Yep. I then went back into the article and added that tweet to it. So that is uh, kind of where things stand. Uh, I mean, what mean? Uh, this brings up an interesting question. What is that? Is something happening? Is 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 there now a relationship? Uh, well, time will tell. <laughs> I mean, this is to give a little bit more of the backstory. I mean, this was there's some icy tension. You know, they took her 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 likeness from. Yeah, anything you know outside the soccer stadium, you know, for the last couple of years. I mean, there's been some icy, any you know, it, some of it, some inside baseball. But I mean, there, the the idea that 
that, that there wasn't an issue between Carly, Carly Lloyd and Rutgers you know, prior to Pat Hobbs arriving. You know, and it, prior to Tim Pernetti leaving. Exactly. Uh, excuse me, and post-Tim Pernetti leaving. So yeah, that leaves yeah. one era there. Right, I can't yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Pat Hobbs has done a nice job to be, be able to bring her back into the fold. He said that he, he wanted to at some point. Uh, the other interesting thing, to you know, she is technically has been voted into the Hall of Fame, Correct. hasn't been inducted. Uh, you know, Rutgers officials will, will say, well, they haven't been able to get her on the same page. Part of that might be Car- Car- Carly, her schedule, but... Yo. She found time for this, so maybe she'll find time for that. Other thing is, uh, shout out to my uh, alma mater, the Daily Targum, Rutgers student newspaper, tried to get an interview with her at the game. She declined. She declined to be interviewed yeah. by the Daily Targum. Yeah, and I and truthfully, like, you know, it, <laughs> part of it, like, I, I felt bad that we, we, we didn't do more to try to get her, but, you know, hearing that. I, I mean, mean, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah we, she was not going to talk to us. So. <laughs> Clearly wasn't going to talk and to us. And not just us, but just <clears throat> the media in general. Uh, it's mostly the guy to my left. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, it was a nice thing. It really too. was. You tried to get. I mean, that was the gosh, best part of it. I, 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 you I, were like supporting her. I was doing the best. I, uh, anyway, uh, the uh, the next thing, I have I have like a semi mean tweet. We're getting called out now, by the way. It's Ed Chunko, one of our loyal. Nice guy. Nice guy. Waiting for our fearless prognosticators to eat their humble pie. That's just me and you because Sarge, Sarge did up. pick. Rocket. Now leads the standings yeah. uh, in the, uh, which is embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. I picked him twelve nine. <laughs> That's about as weak as of of a, of a prediction. After, but I did yeah. pick him to win. After so. you picked him to wait and four last year, and any any time you're on top of this, it's really an indictment <laughs> he, on he the league. He picked him to go thirteen and zero in two thousand twelve. Game by game. Yeah. But now, but like, I mean, we're already come on. I mean, uh, here's what I here's what I'd say to Ed and Nurse Meg and everybody who chimed in. Jersey Allison. Who ch- everybody yeah. who chimed in, yeah. they didn't say anything after we picked Rutgers to win against right. Eastern Michigan, and they lost. There, so if anybody wants to eat humble pie on that one, I will gladly split the pie with them. Eastern Michigan, <laughs> a Lucid Army. Yes. By the way. Oh, oh is that Didn't true? Complete a pass. Yes. I think it was Eastern Michigan, Central Eastern. I don't know. I'm getting my Michigan confused. I'm pretty sure it was Eastern. All right. Well, that segues. I guess a lot of segues here, right? Nicely into picks. All right. So let's pick. What do you? How do you want to pick the Purdue game? Let's pick a score and pick what? Team MVP, crowd size. What do you want to pick? Sure. Uh, the X, we'll do the X factor, the X and, factor. The crowd, All right. and, the, and the crowd. Good good one. Both. All right. You go first then. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go <sighs> Purdue 27 to 14. The X factor being uh, Purdue's wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. who obviously – Isaiah Wharton's done a nice job at corner, but he is the only one standing of the four secondary guys who were supposed to be the strength of this defense. I actually asked him today, do you, like, try to stay away from those other three guys to not catch their injury <laughs> bug or whatever? <laughs> he got a good laugh out of that. But, uh, yeah, I think that X factor is just – that's where the game's made. Purdue will probably pass for 400 yards or something like that. And right. uh, crowd size, I'll go – Bigger than we've seen the last couple weeks, but not as big as the season opener. Maybe in the building, I'll say 40. Okay. Sorry, you want to go next? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Rutgers again. I, 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 we're talking Monday, so I mean, I normally don't like to sit down and, and I'm hammer holding out my pick. Oh, but I am. There's no backing down. There's no way. I'm no going to pick Rutgers. I'm going to pick Rutgers, and I just <laughs> think that they're going to have to have that same type of game plan. Um, 
I'm gonna keep it low scoring, 2017. X Factor. Um, we've talked a lot about Black here. Definitely needs to play more, but I still think Gus Edwards is, is their best offensive yeah, player. I think he's their best offensive player. I think he's maybe their their, their only surefire offensive pro. Um, and I think you know, I think you're probably right. I think. You know, depending on the weather, I think probably 40,000 in the building. It's not going to be a huge fest, uh, you know, a huge homecoming crowd. But, um, yeah, no, I think Rutgers are going to win. To build off real quick, here's a stat. Uh, Sarge said that you have to have the same game plan. Illinois was the worst Big Ten rushing defense. Mm-hmm. Purdue was second. Wow. So it could be very much – it's strength versus weakness when Purdue so throws Second the, after Jonathan Taylor ran for 3,000 yeah, yards. Yeah, so when Purdue has the ball – it's going to be strength versus weakness, Purdue passing game. When Rutgers has the ball, strength versus weakness, Rutgers rushing game. Wow. Oh, second worst. I see what you're second saying. Worst. Yeah, second I got worst. You. Okay. I, 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 right, I right. should, I They're should, right. The only team they're better than is Illinois. Okay. Right. I so. should correct my, my – because people are going to say when I said only surefire offensive pro, Tariq Cole is a pro oh, as yeah. well. But yeah. as far as playmakers, I know Janarian <laughs> Grant, you know, but he – doesn't really strike you as a guy who's going to be a, a he like hasn't a, done much no so but i think gus edwards is a, is a pro all right your well, prediction we all, we all know who's going to be the most popular among us in the fan base again for the second week i gotta go with i gotta go with purdue i think it's going to be uh more than the eight points spread which i was surprised you called it a slap in the face i was like wow only eight points and i just think that they are uh the way they're playing a much more competitive team they're they're going to pass it around they've got a really good offensive receipt you know uh, collection of receivers, a great strategy. Rutgers cannot defend all of them. Uh, it's not going to be a situation where you kind of, I mean, you feel lucky at the end of the game that they didn't, oh, a good thing they didn't pass more. They're going to go right at them. You know, I see a game like a, a, a 41-24 kind of game. Uh, you know, Rutgers will move the ball some themselves. Uh, crowd-wise, and the, I think the X factor, if you go to find a way to change that, it's going to be Kamoko Ture. If a guy like that can get in and, and not rattle the court and rattle the quarterback a little bit, create a turnover, that's how they're going to win this game. They're going to be they have to do something to disrupt the passing game. If they can get in, force some mistakes. Uh, they did have, I mean, they did have a couple interceptions against. They've uh, done Illinois. a much better job forcing turnovers yep. than they than they did last year. Absolutely, they caught a break against Illinois. You know, stuff like that's going to have to happen for for them to win this game. Crowd wise, yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be better than we've seen. Maybe around the what's the weather? We have that. That's always a factor. Yeah. I'm going to go about thirty eight thousand around that range. Yeah, it's good, uh, at the anything stadium. less for homecoming will be tough. Right, It'll be tough. right. It'll be tough, and we'll be tough. We'll be there, right? You going to go to this one? Sorry, I make it. I might not be there. If they credential me, I'll be there. It's still a long shot. If the Yankees are in Game Seven of the ALCS, I think I'm going to be a game time decision on that one. But all right, that's all we got. Hey, thanks for listening again. Enjoyed it after a Big Ten victory. We'll be back next week after the Purdue game. Thanks for listening. 